welcome to another episode of The Star Sit Down. My name is Kim Davis Jr., the podcast editor here at The Star. And today we have the wonderful Wallace Brown. How are you doing, Wallace? I'm doing pretty good, Kim. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy you're here. I uh, missed out on you for uh, some time there. Right. We were able to make it work. We were able to make it work. We did it. We got here. So um, how have you been? I, well, quarantine is, you know, a lifestyle. And, you know, it, it does, I've been hanging on. <laughs> I've been hanging on. <laughs> and um, you are a BFA actor here at uh, Texas State. So I am. Tell some people a little bit about that. Well, I am in the BFA acting program. I'm a sophomore, basically. It's run by Neil Patrick Stewart. Uh, we have amazing faculty. We have, it's very ensemble. But wait, am I just giving a whole spiel for the whole program? Am I selling yeah, the yeah. program? Yeah, I mean, well, well, hi, y'all. I'm Wallace Brown. I'm a representative of uh, the BFA acting program, and it is so wonderful. You learn so much, and that's probably the one thing that is keeping me on track right now is the program, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, if, man, dude, <laughs> it's been crazy lately because of all the quarantine and being on Zoom, but, like, they figured it out. That was one thing that's pretty cool about my program is that they were in, they knew dang well that we would be, online in the fall they they just yeah they're they're realists in that way so they started like planning how to do it right in like mid-may mm -hmm. and it, it's paying off it, it's definitely <sighs> so that's my it? spiel it's pretty i mean you know as far as zoom classes go man it's pretty dang good um yeah like so much better than than the Zoom classes in spring, you know? Cause, you know, your teachers didn't exactly know what to do for the most yeah. part. And, you know, they'd open like four different meetings on occasions, like every morning on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, my, my group chat for my ensemble, my acting ensemble would, uh, we'd all text each other and be like, okay, well, what, what class is it now? Like we literally had no clue what was going on. And I don't think anybody did really so it's better than that <laughs> so like um what, what are like one of the classes that you're taking and how are they doing it in zoom because i mean i i can imagine how they're doing it but like i i have no point of reference you know what i'm saying for for something like that as opposed to like you know a literature class where it's literally just the teacher and everyone listening muted so i just want to like know more about that it is um I am taking a couple uh, online classes uh, that are core classes. So that, and it is, I do, I am taking a literature class at the moment, which is. Are you the same one as me? Wait, are you in Britlet? No, no, no. Okay. Oh I'm, my God. Well, I was about to, I was about to ask how are you were doing on the midterm? <laughs> like, no, no. Oh, that's a whole, that's a whole deal. But yeah, like um, basically it's so different. It's so, such a different energy, man. Like, 
for, I'm, I'm going to use my movement class as like an example, because uh, that's the one that was so hard to do in the spring online, but now it's like, it kind of works. So in the spring, um, my darling teacher, uh, Mozan, she is fantastic, but she wasn't the most adapted to Zoom at that at that point, like when, cause we were all thrown into it. No one knew what the heck we were doing. Um, yeah. So just the growth alone there in like the few months, there was like so much planning. Like we basically, we do this thing called spiraling, okay? In movement and you, it's basically just like, like doing, it's letting whatever audio they're playing uh, in the class move you in different ways. And I think it's, I'm trying to figure it out because like, I think it's meant to make us realize how versatile we are naturally with movement so that we don't get stuck in the same patterns. So, you know, that it's difficult because, you know, it's really like, it's just, it's weird because there are so many rules, but there are no rules. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a weird, I'm so not used to that. <laughs> so to have that, that I'm not used to, where I'm just like prancing around my childhood bedroom, you know, with a laptop on a, on a, on a freaking desk, um, you know, and my dog would run in at times and I'd be like, Hey, Booker, you got a knot, you man, man. And he would never listen, of course, yeah. you know, <laughs> but you know, man, it's now it's like, we have the ability to actually do stuff. And now that I'm in like a new space, I think it is so different now that this is like, I don't really know how to articulate this, but like, you know, I'm here now. I'm in my, I'm, I'm in my apartment now, which is mm -hmm. so cool. And I'm not in my childhood bedroom with no space to do anything that I needed to do for my movement class. And like, you know, now I have this little like space right here in between my bed and my, my closet. Mm -hmm. And that I just put my camera right here and I make sure it's angled to the part where you can see like my knees when I'm moving back there. And basically that's where I do my, most of my stuff. And having that space that's like designated and like getting instructions to find a specific place um, to do all of the, the stuff we need to do for the classes, that has definitely helped immensely because, you know, I think it is just about figuring out, I feel like I'm rambling about it now, but you know, man, like, <laughs> Man, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, it's kind of like, you just got to figure out what absolutely did not work and then make it just slightly better. And I feel like it feels like so, so like miles ahead from what we did like last semester, man. But I would say that once we figured out like the things that really didn't work and we just tweaked them a bit. I think it made everything better, even though everything sucks, you know? <laughs> everything, uh, everything does suck. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard about uh, Broadway? They, close, they shut down you know, all the Broadway shows. Until May. It's, until uh, May. Yeah. Um, um, we love feeling confident about our careers in theater. <laughs> it's, um, it really is a... Uh, the worst um it's a real bummer man yeah i'm um i was talking to my dad about um that stuff yesterday uh 
there's a um, big opportunity that I could have in um, in New York. I don't want to say it because if I don't get it, it's gonna look bad. But uh, there's something big that I'm I'm trying to do like for the future and plan, and like the city is about to shut down again, and it's just a mess. Um, Cause you know, I'm thinking about this like, okay, if I get it, like things will be back to normal. Cause like this is like a future thing, you know. what I'm saying like next summer or the summer after that. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's so uncertain. And no uh, yeah, this uh, and it's it's messed with like how I'm thinking about the future too. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I'm so used to thinking about like you said, like my career, where I want to go, what I want to do. But now y- you got this, and it's like. The, the the world is not uh not what we're used to and I feel like so many people are trying to like force that normality and like trying to be like oh no I mean we've adjusted to the way things are now and you know we're gonna get back there soon you know what I'm saying it's towards the end of the year but in reality it's it's really uh scary how long this thing's gonna last and uh it's very tiring being inside all the time I, it really uh, is man it's my friends. I do too. I, um, oh, yikes, man. It, it's like, did you ever see that? Like, there was a tweet that I saw because I recently got on Twitter. Crazy. But, um, <laughs> that's not a Twitter plug. I'm just saying that I'm so no, like, no, behind. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> but, um, there was this tweet that was like, man, I would have, I thoroughly prefer the lockdown like the two-month lockdown lockdown to this because this is like this is like purgatory and people are allowed to be as stupid as they want and infect as many other people as they want and it's it's you know it's uncertain when it's going to end and you know eventually hopefully hopefully soon (laughs) sooner rather than you know when we're like 40 hopefully there will be you know I'm exaggerating. It'll be it'll be sooner than that. Hopefully, hopefully there will be a vaccine. But also, you know, you don't want to rush a freaking vaccine. You know, like that yeah. can do numbers on people, man. Like, but dude, it's so uncertain because it's going on for so long, and there's no like specific rules that are like, hey, we need to like. No one's talking about flattening the curve anymore. It's just it's 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 always it's going up like forever. Like, it it sucks that it's happening, like at this time. I mean, to be fair, I feel like it sucks regardless, no matter like how old you are. Yeah. I mean, like, um, you don't really get that like college experience like we had like in the first semester. Yeah. Campus all the time and seeing people and going to the uh, comedy association meetings. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, like. uh, Have you been going to the uh, Zoom meetings? No, I, uh, I haven't. I mean, it's um, kind of fun, man. It's worth it. Like that's what it, that's what Hayden told me. I it might, is definitely I might show worth it. To one. You should, man. Like, dude, uh, the comedy association. <laughs> I felt like I was about to go into an ad. <laughs> how how but, was the uh, showcase? I, I saw I, I saw you were in uh, one of the sketches. I was, yeah. yeah. It was, was fun. Um, it was it was written by David Rich and Clayton was also in it with me and that was really it was it was really fun. Uh, I 
postponed filming that for like like daily i was like oh yeah and then once i once i do this and this and this then i'm gonna film the thing for david rich and then i'm gonna film the thing for david i'm gonna film the thing for david i swear to god and then i finally like realized oh it's like a thing that i gotta film <laughs> like so i sat my my happy butt down in my kitchen when no one else was home and i filmed it in one shot and it went well <laughs> It went well, but it was kind of, it was an attestment. It was a, no, not an attestment. That's not a word. It was a testament to how much my work ethic has uh, tanked. Um, but dude, it was like really fun. Like, and the way they, they aired the showcase, while it's not like anything in comparison to like last year, you know, like the, the just the gold that came out last year, you know, and the fun, the experience of like going up on the stage at George's afterwards and like getting in the picture, like, and the parties afterwards, obvious, but, but, but just the showcases alone, man. I mean, it doesn't compare, but it is its own thing. Yeah. Um, that is something I was grateful for because I didn't want it. I was really worried it would like turn out like, uh, we are trying to recreate the experience of it, you know? that you can't really <laughs> recreate right now. But it was it was fun, man. Like like the chat was going off and on um on YouTube and it was like, oh I recognize this name. Oh I recognize this name. Ah! And it was it it made me feel it really did like it really did brighten my day to watch it. And just seeing like there was a sense of community there that I just thought was so fun. So that's what I enjoyed most about the the showcase, uh, which is available on YouTube, I believe now. Uh, yeah, link in at, bio. The, uh, <laughs> at the um, at the Comedization Association YouTube channel. Yeah, Hayden sent sent, sent it to me because uh, when he came on the podcast, we were talking about uh, how it was gonna work and how you guys were gonna do it, and then uh, he was like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. You know, it's still in the works." And, uh, that is such a good Hayden Hartrick impression. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I give him a lot of crap, but uh, he's really he's a really good friend of mine. I, I ran into him at Walmart after he oh shot that podcast. It was really random. He showed up uh, with a shirt with mustard on it and short shorts and slides with no socks and a disposable mask. It was hilarious. <laughs> that is just... That is peak. That is the must. You got me at the mustard stains, man. Like, oh, that that is peak quarantine attire at this point. And like, it was dude. funny. It was a Walmart, so it fit. Right. It really fits the whole like aura there. Aura, um, the whole aura. <laughs> I wanted to ask you. So, like, on the note of like um, employment and and uh, you know like the future. After um after you graduate, like what are your uh, goals? Do you want to do more stage acting or more film acting? Hmm, that's a that's a good question. I'm I I have done very limited amounts of film work. Uh, I have been in skits, like that's the extent, kinda. I mean, one time a friend of mine uh, decided to film a ten minute play he wrote. And I, oh God, man, I played the, I played an Oscar award and they put a bunch of like gold paint on my face and I broke out for like two weeks. Uh. Oh, it was awful, man. It was, 
And then he lost the files. So I did all uh, of all that. All for nothing. It was all for nothing. So that's my film work. That's my little film resume. <laughs> so the only uh, work you've yeah. done for a film have been like the sketches? Yeah, and, uh, pretty much. Oh, wow. Okay. Pretty much. Or like filming, you know, monologues just for my own use for like mm. auditions and stuff. I enjoy, like, I'm not, I'm not ex- exactly uncomfortable around a camera. I, I just kind of think of it as it's there, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not a master of the camera, but you know, I can deal. I, I like to think I'm adaptable enough to do whatever I need to do. You know, I don't really have a set plan. Like my plan at this point, like for the future is I'm going to get a cave. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to live in the cave. Okay. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. Don't judge my cave, man. Okay. Don't judge my cave, man. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to get a cave in like a really cool place, like, like Vermont or something. Some, some place cool. Some place. Are you serious? Peace. I am dead serious. I'm going to get a cave, man. I'm going to be a hermit. Uh, <laughs> I've asked, <laughs> I have pitched this idea to many a friend and, and I mean, you know, I've gotten mixed reviews, but I'm going to get a cave. Okay. I'm going to live in the cave and I'm only going to come out when I perform guerrilla theater projects. I think that's the life that uh, I deserve. I think there is, I, 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 well, not a real cave, I don't think. I don't think that's legal. Uh, I don't think I could legally live in a cave that would be like my cave. That would be pretty cool. I don't know, man. Something about that just still really appeals to me. Like, imagine, man. Like, it's 2025. What's wrong with you? I why, just... Why, why do you... You're do judging that? me for my cave fantasy. My, my cave aspirations. It's like funny. aspirations. It's funny because I I don't think you're joking. I think you're 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 dead serious. <laughs> I'm a little serious. Yeah, I know, which is which is why. So, which is why so you're more um you're more you like stage acting more. You've done more stage acting. I've I've just done more. Yeah, I would say that there is like this this rush kind of with um, uh, an audience. I enjoy having an audience, man. Like, I just. I mean, you know, I, class clown here, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I get, I, I'm not going to say that on this podcast, but. <laughs> Will you tell me after? Oh, no, it was literally just a way to say this that I found inappropriate. So I was going, to, <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I, <laughs> so basically. No, 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 you got to say it, you got to say it for the content. I, okay, I get off on having an audience. I don't know, like. I, that's just just something slightly and it's slightly inappropriate no, you're all, you're and i didn't well you know there it is there's all my dirty laundry man like, uh, i uh i definitely relate um which is why i haven't really wanted to do like the the zoom stand-up it's just not the same it's i've been i know i was offered to um i was offered a spot to do stand-up for the showcase uh, and I just had so much crap going on at that point. Like that's when we were figuring out stuff for Love Wave. That's when like I had to do a reading. I had to write my, my play for my playwriting class. Like it was all, pardon me. It was all like, you know, um, 
packed into this one spot on my schedule in which I would also have to perform stand-up, which I didn't have ready. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I don't know, man. Are you more of a, like, how much, how much content do you think you have stand-up-wise? 15 minutes. 15 really? Minutes. Yeah. I, um, a, lo a lot of it was pre-pandemic, which is what I was working on. A lot of stuff I've like just written down that I never got to perform because, uh, you know, we got the it. World ended. Yeah, um, which has very heavily affected uh, my plans for stand up because I was gonna go, I was gonna do spots in Austin and San Antonio. Oh and wow! Just, and trying to make a name for myself and just try and get better and, and get those reps. And um, you know, it's it's one thing to like have a bunch of stuff written down and like have it in your head, but it's another thing to actually like go out there and see if it works and experiment, which I think is the, the fun part of it. But yeah, I have, I have material, you know, if, um, if I was asked to do something like that, I mean, I might do it just cause I know they don't, they don't have a, a lot of um, like standups right now. I know Clayton does like a lot of the showcases just because like the standup is the, the weakest of the bunch. Uh, like no, not, that's not even a diss, you know, it's, I think. No, just quantity wise, know. just quantity, not quality. Yeah. Quantity. Yeah. And you know, even then a lot of those people who, who are in, like in the standup in that section of the club, you know, they got other stuff going on like you, you know, not a lot of people have the time and, you know, really want to do it. And, you know, I, uh, I love stand up. I, uh, I miss it a lot. I, I it's, uh, it's been really bugging me. It's, yeah, I wanted to do the funniest person in Austin in May. And like, I was really holding out, but then it, it got canceled and, um, it's just, it sucks. It really sucks. It really, it really does, man. Like, yeah, I never went last year. I went to open mics, but not once did I get up and do stuff. I have no experience. Like the only experience I have telling jokes in a stand-up format is the meetings when I pitch stuff. Mm -hmm. I have no I have no experience, like putting it all together and finding, I mean, like I've written it down in kind of a way that I could like, you know, segue to one thing, segue to the other, but it's like, I've never, I, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of regret about that because I feel like I lost an opportunity that I may not get back for a really long time, you know, because yeah, I get, because I just have a, such a affinity for having an audience and like connecting with an audience. I feel like I did. I and I was pretty busy last year. Like it makes sense why. I yeah, that, that that that's that's a perfect. It happened to me too. You know, uh, dealing with school and everything. Because you know, at the end of the day, we're full time students. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, obviously, you know, we enjoy doing it, and it's a dream. But you got to prioritize. And uh, I, I, I I wasn't able to go to that many mics either in the beginning. I went to a few, but um, yeah, no. So I I completely understand you there. You know, I don't think it's your fault. Yeah, it, man, but you, you know, at, in a time of quarantine, there is just a lot of self-reflection and like a lot of retrospect stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you can't help but like feel like, oh man, what if I never get the chance again to do stuff for people? <laughs> like there is that fear, man. Like I, yeah. I enjoy doing stuff for people. Like I like performing. Uh, and it's, it is hard to, that's one thing about film. It's hard to 
it's personally hard for me right now in this point of my life to like do, you know, my job, but not know who's going to watch it, who's going to see it. Like, I don't know. It's just like, you know, there is that, there's a weird anxiety there. And I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm just really partial to having people that I can look at or, uh, I mean, not break the fourth wall, but like. Yeah, no, I, I understand. <laughs> like have you know. faces to do stuff at and like, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? It's not like. You and know you know when you're bombing and you know when you're doing okay. Yeah. And that no, is I, such a good, God, man. Like nothing compares. Like when I, I, I grew up more of a comedy person. Um, like in, like in plays, I was, uh, you know, you know, I was the ham of high school and, you know, I really like, there is nothing in the world. I think that compares to knowing that you're making an audience laugh. I feel like that is the biggest high anyone could ever get, or or rather that's the one that I could, I, I feel like it could get a bit higher on other things, but for me, that's it. Like, man, there is nothing like making them laugh. And now I can't hear them laugh. So I automatically think I'm bombing. But here's the deal. It's just that there's no audience. Yeah. So that's my main like thought process right now about that sort of a thing. That's, that's another reason, like, like I said, I didn't want to do the Zoom thing, you know? Exactly. It's, it's just, it's not the same. It's not it's the not. same, man. Hayden told me about it and how, uh, you know, they, I think they, they, they don't mute themselves, but they just turn off the cameras and it's, it's just like it's you. But at the end of the day, I'm doing it to a screen, you know, right. I don't have a mic in my hand and I, I can't like pace back and forth and make, I, it's just. There's no crowd work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I never got the chance to do crowd work. <laughs> so do you see yourself more as like going towards since, uh, you know, more of like stage acting, what I'm talking about, do you see yourself going more towards like Broadway and, and trying to be on that platform? Or do you see yourself more in a small market and just being like the star of a smaller market? You know, um, I don't know why I have such a cave mentality. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm talking about the cave again, but I, I really, I mean, you know, when I was growing up, you know, everyone would be like, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll be on Broadway. you'll be in, you'll live in New York and that's the life. And I, you know, grew up thinking, oh yeah, no, that's going to (laughs) happen. And, and I will love it. I will love it. And then, you know, I went to New York for my first time and I was like, oh man, this is my home. And, and like, then I went again with my family one time and I was like, Oh yeah, this is my home. I'm gonna and I cried on the on the plane ride over. I was I saw the, I saw the skyline and it was so beautiful. And I was like, it's my home. It's my home. And and now it's like, I really don't see myself living in New York at all. Um, I don't see myself living in LA at all. I don't know specifically where I want to go. I, I do, however, I do, I've never been to Chicago, but I really like the idea of Chicago. Something has told me that I'm like a little bit drawn to it, but I've never been, so I don't know, and I don't have any frame of reference for that. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, man, like I, I grew up in Arlington, Texas, um, 
which is also where Hayden Hartrick's from, actually. Oh, <laughs> we found that out over the summer. But yeah, like, so it's, you know, kind of a smaller city. And it was like a nice size. People, like, there were a lot of local places and like, you know, people knew each other kind of, but like it was not, you, you didn't exactly get lost in it, you know? And then I went to high school in Dallas. Um, I went to Booker T. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing and Visual Arts. Anyway, so. Okay, got, just flex. Those nice. <laughs> just, just flexing, just, uh, just showing my, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I remember, but, I remember I, uh, you were posting like a bunch of people that went to the school and I was like, what is the school? And then I clicked like the link on Instagram and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It was because they were all like posting like where they were going to college and I, and I was like, oh, it's my kids and I got to post them. I, I, yeah. But yeah, like, so I went to school in, in Dallas and Dallas is a more urban like city, like a city city. It literally is a city. Yes. It, fun fact, Dallas, <laughs> yeah, okay. Dallas is a city. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I got kind of the best of both worlds in that. I mean, it's not like I came from like a, like a, uh, what's the name? What is the name? You know, like a, well, not like a, like a, like a, a corn pone town. It's not like I came from like a little hick, little hick diddly town. You know, uh, I mean, I came from a pretty girthy, I'm not going to describe my town as girthy. My God, my God. Anyway, I came from a sizable town and, and then I came to San Marcos to be, you know, in college. And I feel like I just, I really vibe more with this kind of stuff, but I also, I don't know, man. Point is, I don't want to get lost in a city. Because, like, I feel like if, if uh, you know, if you had, like, if high school Wallace, okay, who had all these New York dreams and cried on the plane ride over, like, if you had just taken her, given her a college education, and then just kind of dropped her in the middle of New York, I don't think she would have known what the heck to do. You know? Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I genuinely, like, now, like, you know, even now, I don't think I would have, like, a set place to go. Like I wouldn't have made any connections, you know? I mean, obviously when I was, when I was in high school, I was like, I'm going to go to college in New York and that's how I'm going to get my foot in the door and then be successful and be a working actor. No, uh, that's not how, it's not how it happens a lot of the time. And I'm so glad that I didn't do that. Like, dude, ooh. but, um, so basically, you know, I feel like Chicago sounds, I have no frame of reference for this, never been, never done any research. Okay. You, like, you like the idea. I like, like the, the idea. idea. If, I feel as if Chicago is different from New York, at least the Chicago that I put in my mind, that it's different from New York in that you have some places to go, you know? I don't know. I feel like there's, there's specific things, like New York has Broadway. Broadway isn't one theater, you know? It's it's a it's a system of, you know, it's it's freaking Broadway. Like yeah. there's so different parts of it and so many people involved and it's a very expansive kind of deal and it's so close cuz they only pull from like a, you know, it's a small pool they pull from a lot of the time. And in Chicago, you know, you have 
Well, you know, you have specific places that are like places, like establishments that are smaller. They're not Broadway, you know? I, I feel like that doesn't make much sense. And also, no, I, 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 I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's how it feels like to me. Like there's at least, if, I, if you dropped me in the middle of Chicago, I could figure it out maybe. I don't know. I feel like I have that. But also, I mean, I still got the cave option, which is... <laughs> I think Chicago is better than the cave. Really? That's just me. Oh, dude, yeah. dude, if I just lived in a cave, man, like I could, I could spruce that up. You know, I could get a couple picture frames. I, I could, I could, I don't know, man. I don't need electricity. Okay. I just need, I just need the ability to write theater. And then I could, you know, perform the theater on like the outdoor part of my house. Well, I'm uh, I'm a little biased just because you know I'm I'm from New York. I love New York. Um, I'm I'm I don't know if I'm gonna go back at some point, you know, to live and start a career, but it's always an option. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, I I don't know. From my from my point of view, I feel like. You know, there there are a lot of options in New York because, you know, it's not only Broadway. There are smaller theater companies, especially in Brooklyn, because Brooklyn is starting to really grow and, and boom. And it's it's going to become as big as Manhattan eventually just because of how many people are going there. And That's cool. Yeah. So I think um, I think New York has like a bunch of different opportunities besides Broadway. Obviously, Broadway's the, like the isn't it like the theater capital of the world. Or like I, I would York. assume so. I yeah, assume I mean, so. It, it makes sense. Uh, I think that's I mean, safe yeah. to assume. But um, I can see that. I mean, I don't know much about Chicago. You know, I give people from Chicago, I give them a lot of a lot of crap just because I think it's funny, you know, because people from Chicago love to tell you they're from Chicago. But I feel like that's any major city. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big deep dish pizza guy. It's like a pizza not either, cake. man. I'm just it's not like a pizza, pizza person cake. in general. It is like mm-hmm. a pizza cake. For me, I don't know, man. I, I had a lot of pizza in high school, and then I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. I think I'm done here. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, like, yeah, like, uh, I, I'm, I mean, like, there are tons of options in New York is what, like, there are definitely, like, a ton of options in New York. I mean, that's like, in, didn't someone say that like, you could eat at a different restaurant in New York, like every night and like never, I don't know, never run out of places to eat for like, I don't know, like like four years or some stuff. Well, you'll bleep it, that'll be fine. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just feel like, it, it, I mean like, everybody I feel is an actor in New York. Really? I would feel like they're, that you will go like sit down at a restaurant in New York and you know you'll have a waitress and she'll be waiting on your table because she's your waitress and uh and you know you, you talk you get to talking because she's all like charming and stuff and you're like having a really good conversation and you're like oh so uh where, where did you go to school and you know, she's like oh I went to Pace and I was like oh what what major were you and she'll be like acting and I'll be like oh oh I feel like you that's know? LA. I feel like that's LA way more. I feel than New like York. that's a lot of people. I've yeah. never actually been to LA. I, I, I mean, that's the I thing. I have no friend of Russell Sherrill. That's the thing. A lot of uh, like uh, screenwriters and stuff have like uh, said, especially you know, like the professors at UCLA and 
you know, like they say, like every like waiter or a lot, like all of the like you know retail, a lot of these jobs, they're just people that are trying to make it. Like everyone has, yeah. everyone has their own screenplay, or everybody's like you know an actor, or everyone is trying to make it. I feel like that's L.A. way more than New York. You know what maybe, I mean? maybe it is. I I I got the impression uh, from the times that I have been to New York, which are pretty few. Um, I think I've been three times. I don't, that's not important, <laughs> but like, I, I definitely did feel a sense of unease because I mean, it's probably more in LA. I have heard that, that it's, it's more, more actors in, 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 in LA than in New York, but it's just such an amazing amount that like it started to, I don't know, just the idea of being lost in like a sea of actors who can do all the same stuff that I can do. And like, suddenly I'm not the only person that can juggle. Like that thought like terrifies me, if I'm honest. Like, I feel like in that way, maybe that is why I would like to be the cave person of like Vermont. <laughs> and like, you know, imagine like having, you know, a sizable city, like like in Dallas. Uh, for a while, I was thinking maybe after graduation, I could live in Dallas, you know, I could work my way through um, local theater in Arlington and Dallas, but mostly Dallas. Um, and then I could somehow get my foot in the door at DTC. I'll get my foot in the door at Dallas Theater Center and then I'll become one of the Briarly Acting Company. And then, uh, and then they have so many opportunities because it's a Tony Award winning theater. And like, like that, I would rather be kind of not, I, I feel like I'm setting myself up to say that I'm like a big fish in a little pond, but like, I mean, not, I want to be a sizable, I want to be a well-known small fish, you know? Like, I don't want to be a little fish in a big pond, don't want to be a whale in a toilet, but I want to be maybe a, a, a little, like a nice salmon, yeah. salmon, uh, you know? with a nice little hat on that people recognize. I feel like it would be nice to be recognizable and actually, I don't know, you know? I, I'd like to be I kind of you. a household name on a small basis, you know? That, that's, that makes sense, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I don't, think that's, uh, I don't think that's bad in any way. You know, I think that's, also I, also I think that's very achievable, especially for you, because I, uh, I genuinely, I think you're, you're talented and I think, um, you have what it takes to uh, maneuver the business. And, you know, that's, that's a big reason why I wanted you in, in, you know, my first sketch, why dads, you know, as Amanda Grace, I thought you were uh, great. And I still, I still think you're great, which is another reason why I wanted you to come on the podcast. So other people can get to know you and, you know, you can get your name out there even more and they can know your greatness. But um, genuinely, you know, I think that's a very reasonable goal. I think, you could be a big fish in a in a in an ocean. Well, not no, not an ocean. Maybe a big fish, big pond. But the pond is the size of the ocean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think I think you're very capable. But you know, I think that's very valid. I think that's a very valid goal. And you know, it's it's daunting. Uh, you, know, you know, it's really daunting. You know, yeah. like absolutely, man. Uh, hmm. Hydrate. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, man, it's, it's really daunting. And I feel like maybe that's why I set my soul, my, my soul, my set my sights and my goals on like, like a, a smaller community where I can kind of stand out, but still be a person. Like I never want to be, I, I never want to be a person that isn't a person anymore is just the job because I've met a lot of, you meet a lot of people in the theater, uh, in the theater industry. Uh, not that I'm like a, not that I'm in the industry right now. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean when you hang out with a lot of, when you go to high school with a lot of theater people and then you like come to college and there's a lot of theater people, um, you start to notice patterns in theater people where they stop being people and they're just theater people. And I never want to be that. I never ever in my life want to be something like that. That, that is such a, I don't know, man. You, you know what I mean. You can I always do. tell. I you do. can always tell. Yeah. Like. I, uh, <laughs> at least this is what I think I think you mean. One part, I think uh, you mean like uh, very pretentious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like uh, I went I went to an audition uh, in uh, January. And this was like my first audition for acting. And this is uh, for Harmony's web series. And I was in another web series, but... Uh, <clears throat> it was okay. But anyway, it was mainly for Harmony's web series. And one of the guys in line, he was at the front of the line. And, you know, I'm just trying to memorize my monologue. I'm trying to like, you know, I've never done this before. I'm just thinking, you know, cause it's like with stand up, it's like stuff I write. It's my own material. I could bend it. I could, but like, this is a monologue. So I have to like, remember, you, you know, yeah. Like anyways, word for word. Yeah, literally. And I was like so nervous and, I, uh, there was another girl on the line, Taylor. She, she was very nice to me. And, you know, she was like, you know, don't worry. You're good. You know, I think, I think stand up is harder than this. I think you're going to do just fine. And I was like, I don't know. And then on the opposite at the front of the line, there was some guy, you know, him. I'll tell you after he was, okay. very, he was very pretentious. He was like talking to some girl at the front of the line. She's like, so uh, I have an idea of who this might be. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> Um, uh, he was Wait, like, I... go on, go on. Uh, yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely talk about it after. But uh, he was like, so um, yeah, like what, like you know, are you a theater major? Just as some girl, he's like, oh, you know, that's cool. I saw you text me. I'll uh, look at that in a second. <laughs> um, he was like, uh, oh, you know, that's cool. I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm a production performance major. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what what have you been in? Oh, really? No, I love that play. I love that play. Yeah, I wanted to audition for it. I didn't get it. But uh, yeah, you know, so uh, what do you want to do? It was just like cringe. So, because it's okay. Like, this is a general, like, this is a theme. It's so weird. Would you say, like, the, the way to describe this kind of a person, I feel like, would be they're only talking to you just in case you are a potential connection. <laughs> to someone that can get them a job and that's all you are like they they can make you feel like that and i and also oh man i'm so glad i'm aware of this kind of crap kind of crap now because in high school i wasn't you know it was just kind of like oh my god uh john is talking to me that is so cool like he's one of the older theater boys that's really cool um that's really that's woo um but you know, they just, they seek out like who could possibly 
give you a good reference in the future. And you can, after a while, you start to catch on on that and they, that stuff. And they, <laughs> this is a good exercise for uh, when I when I visit home next uh, time, because uh, yeah, because uh, I need to tone down my uh, regular vocabulary. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, like it's oh god. They always are like, oh, oh, what monologue are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and, and they always know it. They always know the monologue. He chimed in on what me and uh, Taylor were talking about, and he was like, "Hey, bro, uh, what's your what's your major?" I was like, "I'm an uh, electronic media major." He's like, "Oh, okay, that's cool, that's cool." I'm uh, like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking probably to work in TV and film, maybe maybe be a producer or." You know, I'm not sure what I want to do. He's like, oh, well, I mean, you should you should do theater if that's really what you want to do. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And he was like, um, oh, you know, there's just a lot of opportunities in lower level theater and lower level films. And I was like. Not him saying okay. lower level. No, like like low, you know, like low, not like not like a hierarchy. He, he wasn't saying it in a derogatory way, just like okay. more more opportunities and like. Wouldn't put like, it past those kinds of people. Yeah, no, 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 no. He, so he used to like, that, man. He was like, you know, like the the Wimberley Theater Company, like you oh, know, like local stuff, like yeah, just local. That's what he meant. Yeah, okay. in, within our grasp yeah. as college and, students. Yes. Okay, then that's as, fine. As much yeah. as I as much as I hated him, he was not saying that. Uh, okay, that's that's good because that would have been that would have driven me insane. Like, dude, I mean. Because they will do that occasionally. They'll be like, oh, um, are you auditioning for one of the ensemble? It's like, no. No one auditions just to be an ensemble unless you're doing like a chorus line and or something, you know? Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. Those kinds of people, that is the kind of person I never want to be. I never, ever want to be that type of person. Like, ugh. It's, that just seems exhausting, you know? Because they tend to... It's, are you always business? Like, are you always the, <laughs> the business? Uh, you know, you're always, I gotta work my way up. Like, it just seems like they're very, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I understand what you're saying. And, um, you know, I, uh, I have a very strong opinions about like actors in the actual industry and like those people that, who I don't really think deserve like the notoriety and, and the fame that they have. I feel like on that level, I feel like a lot of people just get jobs because they're pretty and they could say stuff that other people, you know, write. I feel like there's not a lot of talent, um, not like all high profile actors, you know, like not even talent, just work. There's not a lot of work. Yeah. There's not a lot of hard work or gumption in a lot. Yeah. Of you know, like, yeah. uh, like I think Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver, Denzel Washington, uh, what's the guy's name? He was uh, Bradley Cooper. I think those types of people that you know they take it as a craft, you mm -hmm. know. But then you have yeah. these other people who just are like, oh, you know, I I got in this one movie and I'm pretty and the movie did really well, so I'm getting calls. Are you subtweeting right. Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> I don't like him. I, like I really don't like him. Um, I don't want to get into the. I don't want. I wasn't referring to him. 
I think it's really <laughs> funny you said his name. I muted his first name and last name on Twitter, and I block all the stand accounts on Instagram. There's just this Twitter. overwhelming rage within you every time. I just don't like him. Yeah, I don't like him. Okay, fair. I'm not gonna. Honestly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say why I don't like him. It's a lot of reasons, but that's fine. Yeah, uh, but dude, I I get it. I I get it. But dude, yeah, like. I feel like there is such a weird hierarchy hierarchy on like in theater based on looks it's like primarily based on looks like in high school I went to an arts high school so there were a lot of theater boys and theater boys are divided into two things and that's pretty theater boys and other theater boys what's so the what's the other they're not pretty and oh, okay. yeah, like, <laughs> like objectively attractive theater people and not. Um, so basically, you know, there are these, there's these handful, there tend to be like a handful of older boys that always get cast in everything because, you know, like every role is a guy's role, you know, unless you're doing like Liz Estrada or something, you know, uh, every, every, every play has a guy, pretty much. I mean, there are exceptions, obviously. Thank God. Thank God there are exceptions to that. But, you know, they often, you know, if they look good, people will go see the shows. <laughs> Especially, like, high school kids, they will work, they will, they will, they will walk their little, little butts down to uh, the theater center in order to see, I'm just gonna say, John. <laughs> just John is every guy. You know, they'll see John, little John boy, John boy wagons. He's, he's like, he's hot. He's got a hot bod and he's got a pretty face and a cute nose. And it doesn't matter that he doesn't do any work or do any sort of variety on anything or even try to get a new monologue every once in a while. It doesn't matter because he's pretty and because, yeah, it's, and then you get the other people and they're like the comedians and that's where I was. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I would, yeah, like I wasn't one of the, I wasn't one of the, we would, in high school, we would call them white theater. Like for some reason I didn't file, even though I'm white and I was in theater, I didn't file into white theater and everyone, I was like, ah, it's me, white theater. And then everyone would be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like get back, get back there. And, uh, you know, there's a specific form of theater kid. It's like the, the like, Captain America of, of theater. And it's really gross. <laughs> it's just really gross. And it makes me feel, it, it makes me feel gross. It makes a lot of theater people feel inefficient. Not inefficient. What's the word? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking I don't know what you're I know. Saying. I know. Uh, because people focus on like people being pretty all the time and they don't focus on the work, it makes other theater people feel insignificant and it makes them wonder if they should do any theater at all. And I definitely went through a period of time in my life where I was like, you know, maybe I'm not gonna do anything because I am not this, this little image right here, I'm not. So maybe I should just, you know, just not do anything ever. I think I, <laughs> like crawling away into the cave, but like not doing anything, just mm -hmm. living in the cave. The, all of that was one giant tangent to just say, yeah, 
pretty people get cast and then they get cocky and then they don't do any work, but they still get cast because they're pretty. And then people go to see them, which enforces the idea that they need to be the ones that are cast so people will see the shows. It, yeah. That's that's all I meant to say about all that. I'm very happy you said that because it may it puts my mind at rest because I have felt that way for the longest time, you know, like I've talked to Hayden about that too. And he's like, Well, I mean, that's just the business because I give I, I talk bad about actors as a whole, just generalizing. But the people that I'm talking about are the people like that who mm-hmm. just go to LA, they they look good, they do well in one audition, the movie is a hit whether, no matter what platform. Set. They are yeah. set. They're life. set. And they're, they they have no talent. And everyone they, else is starving. Yes, yes. That, that's, my, that's my point. It's like, they're, they're set because they look good. It's the halo effect. People assume because they look good, they're trustworthy. And I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, if I'm a casting director, I'm going to want pretty people to play the roles. People like seeing pretty people, but if I'm going to get pretty people, I want them to be good at what they do. And that is just something that has always bothered me so much. And it, it just, it, it, it makes me so angry because, you know, I'm very fixated on talented. You know, I, I want to be seen as talented. I, I have this weird fixation on, you know, being seen that way. And, you know, I was, I, I was a musician for a while and I do stand up and, you know, I'm doing this, I'm producing this, I edit this, and I just want to be seen as somebody who's who's good at things. And when I see somebody I who I don't I have the same... Think, no, go on. I just, I'm, I'm listening in a no, whole I mean, way I think, now. I think, I think it's just, as creatives, and, you know, obviously, you and I like to be on stage. I think it's just, you want to be, you want to be perceived that way. You want to be seen as creative. And I told Hayden about that as well as, like, when we were writing sketches, we were writing a sketch and... I got in my head about like I, I'd written sketches with like other people and I'd never written anything by myself. And Ooh. I was like, I was like, am I not good enough? Like, why can't I write alone? You know, like I, I should be able to write alone. And it just, it really got in my head. And I don't know, you just, you want to be seen as really good. Like you want to be seen as a really good actress. You know, you, you want people to be like, yeah, Wallace, she's dope. She's really talented. And, even though I might say it and I, I truly believe it, you know, you want like a, a great casting director or maybe like your favorite That'd actor be nice. <laughs> or, or somebody, you know, that's very high up to be like, oh yeah, Wallace Brown, she's dope, you know? And I, 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 feel, I feel the same way, you know? And that's why it gets so annoying because I'm like, you know, I, I work my ass off, you know, I want to be seen as this way. I'm a hard worker. I think I'm pretty talented, but I see these people who are high up there and I'm like, I can do what they do. It's just they, they, they have all these opportunities that I don't have. And then I begin to compare myself. And I, I'm, I've been talking for way too long. But that's just how I feel about, you Not know. Not at all. All these people who are like actors who, uh, I say some pretty explicitive uh, things. But they're just people saying words that other people wrote. And they, they don't really have any redeeming qualities. And there are outliers that are in the business who are phenomenal that I love to yeah. see time, but there's just so much of this nonsense. And there was a couple months ago, there was this TikTok star who had never acted in anything in her life. And she got a role in a show because she's a TikTok star. And that type of stuff just bothers me. Dude, I literally, 
what you just said. Literally, that's been my entire, like, summer. And, like, before that. But, like, dude, literally, I, TikTok used to make me so mad, man. TikTok makes, used to make me, like, weirdly mad. Like, weirdly mad. I, and granted, there's a bunch of crap going on right now that also I'm mad about, you know? So it's, it doesn't, you know. But, like, I used to get so mad because I, I just think, what are you doing? Like, what, why are you God? <laughs> why are you suddenly God just because you have, like, a, you know? I just, there's something so... Also, on, on the, like, fixation of, like, you know, I, I definitely have a fixation where I need to have my name on stuff. Like, I love yeah. the idea of working on something and getting credit for the work I did. Like, that, I have a weird, like, I, I don't know, I mean, like, it really is, like, I, I want people to know that I work hard. I, that's, I just, I guess that's what it is. And, yeah, it's really discouraging to see people become gods and do nothing that is working hard, you know? Like, they're, and people literally treat these people like gods. Yeah. I don't understand it, man. Like, like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's disturbing in a way. Like, I saw this video the other day on the Explore page and it was like, I don't know, Gigi Hadid or something, one of those models and I'm gonna get flack for saying what are those models like I'm just jealous but you know what? yeah I am oh bleep that <laughs> obviously you'll bleep that yeah. um sorry I'm making so much no, you're, work fine, for you're, you. fine, you're fine you're fine but um you know she was walking down I think it was also Kendall Jenner which you know boring in general um so you know they're just walking down a runway like not even like stunting like like, I can understand, like, doing a really good catwalk, like, that shit, that stuff, that stuff, <laughs> that crap is, you know, that has some form of training. Like, I, uh, when I was in my makeup class, my, my advanced makeup class in high school, my senior year, um, we would watch America's Next Top Model, and, like, I'd understand, like, what the challenges were, you know, I would understand there is work to be done in that, in that industry. So when I see just someone walking, just someone walking, not even in heels, just walking. And everyone's like, never forget when she pulled this iconic move. And it was three days after her breakup. And it, like, it's like, dude, they're doing nothing. And it feels so odd to me. Like I have never once in my life wanted to blow up someone just because they're walking. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it, man. I really don't. And it's the same thing with TikTok stars, a lot of TikTok stars. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't like the idea of being, of people making people into gods because that means people get away with things. I mean, I mean, obviously. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's another thing about Hollywood. Yep. It's, it's a <laughs> it's, mess. I don't, I don't it's know. a real mess, man. It's a real mess. That's why, you know, I, I like a uh, stand-up comedy, whether, whether somebody bombs or I do really good, they had the balls to get up on stage and try, Yeah. you know, Yeah. like there's no, there's, and the thing also I love about comedy is that you either, you either do well, you either do well, or you get better. Like if you do bad, you're going to stay bad unless you learn and get better, you know? 
it's just uh that's why i love it man it's just uh, it's just i i'm happy that you feel the same way about a lot of this stuff and we talked about it because it drives me insane and what i'm getting in in talking to you and hayden and i'm definitely going to talk to more people about this uh whether it be on this podcast or just in private because i think it's just you know as creative people and people who are performers you just want that you know and although that validation isn't everything mm-hmm. it's just it's it, it helps it helps a lot it, it does it really does it's yeah. it's interesting you mentioned validation because it is like oh man it's like it, it really hmm, i don't know if it's that we're all like as theater individuals i i don't know if we're like deprived I don't know, maybe we're just deprived of like some mineral that like makes us need more like, you did good, you know? That's one thing that the acting program, like they kick that in the butt. Like they, like the whole thing, like your first year, you learn pretty quickly not to like, like hold on to validation and like look for that specifically. And that's been one of the things that's really helped me. I feel like like I still definitely seek validation all the time. It, it's a thing. We all do it. And it's not like a bad thing. It's just a thing that happens. But it can be like, it did help me like my first year, it really helped me not like my whole world doesn't revolve around getting validation now, which is really cool. Like, it's, it's a weird, but yeah, man, like, I, I don't know where I was going with this. But that just reminded me when you when you mentioned validation, just like, it's so nice to, I don't know. That's why I want to live in a cave, man. There's no one to, don't roll your eyes at my life, my lifestyle. This is my uh, life, Kim. Okay, do it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yours. You can live in a cave. I'll be like, oh, here's some toilet paper. Good luck. Donate to me. That's so sweet. I love supporting artists. It's just one roll. Okay, you get one roll at the beginning. That's fine. That's just, it's the thought that counts. That's so great. <laughs> um, we are almost out of time. Uh, okay. Before before we leave, uh, tell me a bit about Love Wave. Ah, so I'm in this, uh, this multi-platform show entitled Love Wave. Um, it's, uh, a lot of people were confused about the concept of Love Wave. Um, it's like a dating, right? It's, it's. In the 90s? Yeah, it's, it's not a dating, like, show. It's more of a, you know, well, just for the people listening, uh, you know, it's basically like a, uh, so in the, in, the, in the late 80s and early 90s, there are these, you know, dating services where you would uh, pay a crap ton of money. Like, this is a big investment. It's like a last-ditch effort to get someone, kind of. So it would have to, it was a big deal if you, if you decided to spend, like, $500 on a service. And so you'd pay for the service. It could range from, like, 500 to, like, 1000 a lot of the times. Um, and they would set up their little thing. They would film an intro video of you uh, where you're talking about yourself, talking about what you're looking for, talking about your life, talking about all this, all this important stuff, like an intro to you. Um, and they would put it, they would comp- take the, the footage, they would compile it in a little VCR and they would send this VCR to a lot of the other 
in this case, LoveWave members, because LoveWave is one of those dating services. And that's what you're seeing in the intro video. So basically, it's that concept. Um, and the reason it's kind of like, uh, it can be a little confusing um, because it's multi-platform, not multimedia, multi-platform. Um, we have the intro video, um, the main like one hour like intro video with all of our characters and like the introductions to those characters and our dating videos that we send into LoveWave. Um, that is on texasstatepresents.com and it will be up, I believe, until later tonight, which is really funny because this isn't going out until after. <laughs> That's why but, I wanted you on like a week ago. Hey I man, I was, I, I, was, I was doing LoveWave. Yeah, I know, I know. But this that would have been that would have been a great. No, however, one thing that's cool about this is that all of the content that is in that video is actually being posted by the next part of Love Wave, which is the the multi-platform stuff. So once you if okay if y'all have seen Love Wave, y'all know. If you didn't watch till the end, then that's your fault, and I'll tell you what you missed. Okay, I'll tell you what you missed. So. We have all of our characters' videos. We have, this is how you send in your love wave tape. This is, uh, this is, you know, how to find your perfect match. And then at the end, it says, the story of love wave is not over. Um, follow at love wave 2000 on Instagram. And y'all should do that. Y'all should do that. Because even if you haven't seen the intro video, even if it goes off the, off the website before you are able to see it, they are, op they are uploading the content of that video in chunks on the, on the Instagram. Okay. And you know, once we cycle through all the videos that are from the intro video, we are adding new content that continues the story of love wave. It's a multi-platform thing. So it's continued mostly on Instagram for throughout the rest of this month. And then at the beginning of next month, um, there is going to be our finale video. And that is going to be, you know, it's funny, it's all devised. So we don't know what, the, what specifically that's gonna be, which is great because it's not only a surprise for y'all, but it's a surprise for us. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, like it, and there are many, there's a Love Wave 2000 account. There's a, different accounts for different entities of the Love Wave universe, the Love Wave cinematic universe. <laughs> and it's a, it's a fun little deal, man. Like there's a whole story and, and it's, it's a, it's a, I, I, it took me a while to get used to the idea of multi-platform storytelling, but I am so glad that they put in like a thing at the end that was like, hey, go to this. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, Love Wave is definitely, it's, it's a really vulnerable show. It's, I mean, like, yeah, we have all these zany characters and they're like really funny and cool. But at the end of the day, these people are spending so much money just to get with someone. And it's not like, like what we have like now, like it's pretty lonely when we get home now. Okay. It can be super lonely nowadays. I'm not downplaying that, but, uh, the 1990s, they didn't have, you know, phones and they didn't have Tinder. They didn't have a lot of, they didn't even have like chat rooms or forums. There was a lot of, a lot of nothing when you got home, you know, there wasn't a way to connect to people that you didn't know while at home. And, 
and at least we have that now, but these people didn't, these people did not. And so to make, to, to sit at home and to be eating your little like TV dinner, your lean cuisine or something, and it's like, you know, you're alone and it's the nineties and you can't be on Tinder. You can't like swipe left on someone and see if something could happen. Like you had to meet people and to make that conscious decision to spend a lot of money try just trying to find somebody like that is a very, I, I think that's a really lovely thing that we cover in the show. Like it's just, cause it, it, a lot of people I feel like don't realize like how grave this, that situation would be cause we haven't lived it. Like um, the only person that was alive at the time of these dating services is Neil Patrick Stewart and he's the one running it. He's, he's directing it. And um, yeah, like, I made myself clear. It's kind of like, no, yeah, it's, I get it's it. pretty, I get it. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a lot. It's, 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 it's ambitious because it is multi-platform and it is, whoa, you okay? Shut up. I'm good. You good? Yes. Continue. Okay. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, basically, have you seen it? Have you watched it? Yeah, I've been keeping up on Instagram. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I, I literally followed okay. the page. <laughs> I followed the page before it, like before anything was on it, because Harmony told me about it weeks ago. Shout out to um. Shout out to Harmony. Harmony Austin. Um, we love H Bomb. Yeah, she, yeah. Uh, she told me about it. She told me you were in it. So yeah, I followed weeks ago. So. Good. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. All right. I'm glad that some, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good stuff. But yeah, like, I think a lot of people, like, had we been able to, like, promote it in the way that other people can promote other stuff, like, if we had, like, really promoted how it was going to be, like, put on and continued, like, the continuations, um, then I feel like it would have, like, I don't know. I feel like we we could reach more people, and that would be really great. Because especially like now, it's it's like in these times, it's pretty lonely. Like I am lucky enough to like have someone, you know, like these days. Like it, it, it like I don't know what I would honestly do if I didn't have my my uh my guy, you know. Uh, and it it's lonely. It, it is very lonely. Like, you know, you're sitting in your childhood home, in your childhood bedroom. Your mom made you dinner, but it's like, uh, you know, it's like sad. Cause it's like, ah, uh, man, I was having fun like two months ago and now I'm, now I'm alone. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, I feel like it is kind of a, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of an outlet for a lot of us to like channel like the loneliness of those like months where we were like at our homes and stuff and away from every like relationship that we have like, uh, like friendships and relationships like that we have grown, that we have um, cultivated in the few months that we were at school. Anyway, I think Love Waves pretty dang good. I think it's pretty dang good and I think it has a pretty dang cool concept. And I think it is pretty, pretty dang poignant for now. 
I'm uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I didn't know a lot of the stuff about the continuation and everything. I've been keeping up on Instagram, and uh, that's just been the main way I have been. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Um, I am. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's gonna be it uh, for this uh, episode. Again, I really appreciate you um, coming onto the podcast. I appreciate uh, you having me. This was really fun. Took two weeks, but we got you here. I really you got me here. It. Um, also, um, we didn't get to go in depth. Uh, we're already over time, so just want to say thank you for um, being a great ally in the um, movement for racial equality. I think um, more people should be like you, and um, it has meant a lot, and I appreciate it. And um, you know, just uh, thank you. Keep on keeping on. You know, I feel like uh, some of the stuff you, you've posted has uh, educated me on some things. And, you know, it's it's great to see, especially during this time. So uh, thank you for all that over this past couple of months. Um, I, uh, I'm excited to see where you go um, in the future. Um, this won't be the last time we talk. We'll definitely keep in better contact and um, oh absolutely you know if, absolutely. Um, there's an opportunity uh i uh i see um you're going to be one of the first people i call you know um i definitely think you're very uh talented um i think you're gonna go somewhere and you're gonna do great things so thank you for coming on the podcast i really appreciate your time thank you for having me kim it was it was really it was it was it was a really good time. I, I really this honestly brightened my day. That's like it, good. It really brightened my day just talking to you, man. Like that's good. Well, we'll talk after about that uh, the guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy. Yeah, we'll talk <laughs> after, but uh, you guys take care. That's it for the stars. Sit down. See you next Friday. <laughs>